basically focus more on the digital transformation theology that's really important to continue to create success within our organization. Because as I stated, hospitals and clinics are digital companies that deliver healthcare services. Welcome to the Disruptive Innovators Champions of Digital Business podcast, where IT and digital leaders from around the world talk about their careers, their inspiration, and their vision for the future of digital business. I'm your host, David Wright. The world of digital business is evolving faster than ever, and I want this to be a place where digital business champions create a village to band together and help each other navigate the ever-changing terrain. Disruptive Innovators features conversations with CIOs and digital leaders from around the world, diving into their personal backstory, career, their current role, trends they've been seeing, and their vision for the future, personally, professionally, and otherwise. This podcast is made for people who are seeing how quickly the digital business landscape is evolving. Those who recognize that it takes a village of trusted advisors to navigate this ever-changing terrain. People who enjoy listening to high-level discussions surrounding what it means to be a leader, real-world examples of challenges faced, and industry-specific strategies leveraged to create exceptional business outcomes. This episode is brought to you by Disruptive Innovations, a leading tech consulting firm that helps enterprise organizations with their IT strategy, process optimization, and workflow improvement. Contact them and find out more at disruptiveinnovations.net. Good afternoon, listeners. This is David Wright. I'm your host of the Disruptive Innovators Champions of Digital Business podcast. And this afternoon, I'm joined by Michael Archuleta, CIO at Mount San Rafael. How's it going this afternoon, Michael? Hey, I'm doing excellent. Thank you again for the invite here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I see you around all, all over the place, so we're, we're lucky to have you. Michael, could you tell me a little bit about your current role and you know your current organization? Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Michael Archuleta. I am the CIO, also known as the C-D-D-I-I-O-T-O, and I'll kind of explain what that means here in a minute. But I work for a healthcare organization here in Southern Colorado. Basically, we're a hospital, clinic, a multi-group system that we focus a lot on technology initiatives, enhancing technology to really produce better patient care out of anything that we basically do. And that's such a critical thing, especially when COVID-19 really hit, we saw the importance of really having your house in order. Having a strong technology backbone within the organization is so critical at anything that we do. So my overall job is really driving the digital transformation within the organization, driving digital outcomes, continuing to build strong asynchronous tools that benefit our patients, both inside and outside of the organization, and really moving forward, taking this organization to a level, which we have. You know, we went from nothing to something. We went from being a a full paper organization to being a five-time most wired winner, which is a top nationally recognized healthcare IT award given to the top facilities making the most progress of health IT. We also became a HIMSS Analytics Stage 6 facility, which is a feat that only 34% of U.S. hospitals uh, basically have met. And it's been an honor, you know, doing the things and getting the recognitions that we've had within the organizations professionally as well, too. I've recently been appointed by the governor of Colorado, Jared Polis, to serve on the commissioner, 
serve as a commissioner for the Colorado eHealth Commission, which provides advice and guidance to the Office of eHealth Innovation on really advancing health information technology in Colorado. And we just continue to move forward with all of the different initiatives that we basically do. And again, you saw my title, C-D-D-I-I-O-T-O. And what does that basically mean? So CIOs are now chief data, digital information, innovation, operations, and transformational officers. And that's what we're basically doing moving forward. I love that. It's so crucial that, you know, CIOs step into that role. So it's clearly you're, you're ahead of the curve. As we kick off here, I like to ask my guests, what's one piece of actionable advice you'll look to give our listeners today? Yeah, absolutely. So one, uh, one piece of advice is, is always one of those specific items about it's all about people and building trust, which is the key to really turning any type of failure into success. And we as uh, digital leaders also have to realize that you won't have a strong case for any type of enterprise transformation without data. Data is, as we all hear it, it's a new oil, um, but it is so critical in order to build a strong case, cannot do that without the proper data in place. It is huge. I mean, data is key right now. Okay, so... Let's get into a little bit about your personal backstory. So where did you start and, and how did you get to being the CIO that you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I kind of wish we could show some uh, before and after pictures of the organization. I mean, that would have been a, a phenomenal thing to really discuss. So when I came into place, into the organization, the overall high tech act, the Health Information Technology and Economic and Clinical Health Act, was basically starting to move forward with all these organizations that they have to implement an electronic medical record system into their organization. And they were also required to basically demonstrate meaningful use of their EMR. If the organizations did not produce this type of information and had this type of technology in place, they weren't going to be successful at anything that they basically do because there was associated penalties associated with that. It was definitely one of those critical things that uh, the High Tech Act really wanted to see how do we improve quality? How do we improve safety? How do we improve efficiency? How do we reduce any type of health disparities? You know, how do we engage patients and families? How do we improve care coordinations and population health management? And how do we continue to maintain privacy and security of patient health information. And that was so critical with this overall specific act that came into place. But see, when I came in, it was one of those moments that I kind of stated to myself, wow, I mean, should I do this? Because when I came into the organization, we had a 59% uptime on critical systems. Servers were in housekeeping closets. Switches were in housekeeping closets. There was legacy hardware and software. There was a legacy firewall that they had in the organization that basically the company went completely bankrupt and there was no longer any type of support. There was home grade wireless access points. There was tape solutions. There was no disaster recovery, no data center, no standardization, no centralization, no redundant power management, no network redundancy, no cable management. And then one of the scariest things is there was no cybersecurity focus moving forward. So what I did is 
I hired a consulting company to come in uh, because we were starting the implementation phases, putting in the first electronic medical record system into the organization and the clinic. And that was my goal. Well, Mike, we need an EMR. We're behind the curve. I don't know if we have the technology in place in order to house this, but we have to go live by this specific date. If not, the organization is going to start being penalized moving forward. So again, I would love to share these before and afters, and maybe there's some way we can add these to the overall podcast itself. I looked at this fire, man, like I said. So I remember we were in the boardroom. All We had leaders, we had board members, we had additional executive members, departmental leads. And the consulting group came out and stated, okay, well, we have bad news. You guys want to go live by this specific date. You have no technology in place. You have no team in place. You have no focus towards anything that needs to happen. So you honestly have a 20% chance of successfully going live with your overall electronic medical record system. And I was like, wow, 20% chance. And at, at the time, I really felt that maybe the organization is kind of in a point of failure, you know, and I really questioned myself. I was like, I don't know if I, two things, either I pull this off, it becomes a success and we do some amazing things or two, I can't pull this off and maybe I get fired or get blamed for the penalties happening within the organization. So it was definitely go time. I mean, talk about a digital transformation, talking about day and night and working day and night to really make this a reality moving forward. The day came, we went live, we met all of the specific electronic medical record applications in place, and uh, we put in the very first data center within the organization itself. The new systems had a 99% uptime. We had we went 99% virtualized on the server standpoint of things. We were 90% virtualized on the desktop standpoint of things. I wanted to move away from the physical aspect of items, really put in more virtualization efforts in place. We added in a very the very first all flash fast solution in place, which basically created better storage efficiency, quickness for the actual VDIs that were being uh, implemented within the organization. We added in a new generation firewall. We had enterprise wireless system. We added in redundant power management. There was full automatic backup systems on-site and off-site for the very first time. Cable management was absolutely standardized all across. I mean, when you see these before and after pictures, You'll see the pictures of these rooms, these cable rooms, massive cable rooms, full of cable. It just looked like a spaghetti mess, just all over. No documentation at all in regards to it. So cable management was in place. I started adding in standardization, centralization. We had redundant networks in place. And imagine this, just by adding virtualization efforts, I was able to reduce the cost by 56% and improve the uptime from 59% to 99%, which, which basically increased business productivity, operating efficiencies, and really enhanced services while reducing operating expenses, which was 
a massive thing of what we've been able to accomplish moving forward. And then again, transformation, I mean, it, it starts with collaboration, building a strong, solid team coming into place. I mean, we were, we have an article out there. The article title was Colorado Hospital Becomes One of the First Ready to Meet Meaningful Use Stage 3 Objectives in the Nation at the time. You know, we went from nothing to something to focusing on, on technology initiative, on the reprioritization of IT, because that's the thing, is that if you look at the healthcare industry itself, the healthcare industry has been one of those antiquated industries that has always, always had that brick and mortar theology in place. And, and that has really damaged, you know, the overall focus of transformation within our overall industry. And then the problem is, too, is that Healthcare has always seen IT as what? A cost center. I mean, always cost center. And that is a major problem, too. And then also, too, IT has always been considered a ticket taker versus a value maker. And that's really critical to remember. And I always state that incorporating IT as a core component to the overall organizational strategy is it's not a technology makeover but truly a business revolution because IT has always acted as that ticket taker versus a value maker. And IT can no longer be considered a cost center, but a strategic revenue contributor. And that is such a critical thing on anything that we basically do moving forward. Because as I stated, the brick and mortar theology of healthcare has to be removed. It's time to tell the Flintstones to meet the jet sense. We are living in the digital age of healthcare, and we have to start acting like a digital company too. And then moving forward, again, transformation starts with collaboration, having the right business partners in place, you know, to establish my overall career and to establish everything that we've been able to do has been such a critical element moving forward to anything. Because as I stated, it's all about people. It's all about collaboration. And building trust is the key to turning failure into success. And that's really an important aspect to really remember there too. But I had this, this big project, probably one of the largest projects. Of course, we did a massive renovation, built a new hospital here and there. I personally think that the implementation of the very first electronic medical record systems for the organizations was probably one of the hardest projects I've ever accomplished uh, just because we went from paper to digital and building a team, building infrastructure, planning, and just doing it. And that's the thing. You know, I want to also incorporate this one thing too, because this is what I like teaching everyone about this, is that there's definitely, this is what I always say, that there is two types of groups in life, right, on work ethics. You have the talkers that basically talk, 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 no actions. They're always sitting behind their desk. They basically don't know what's going on, but they want to create, they talk this big game. And then you have your GSDers. And people ask me, okay, Mike, well, what is your, what's, what's a GSD? What does that mean? I said, the GSD mentality is the no-nonsense framework and community that I belong to. 
And this is the getting shit done community. Two differences, talkers and GSDers. And really, again, be part of that GSD community moving forward. Be part of that no-nonsense framework. Incorporate that into your overall focus of anything that you do. I've seen so many talkers talk, 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 but they never create the actions. Be that individual that creates those specific actions. Be part of the GSD community because that is extremely critical to any success that you basically bring forward and move forward with your career. And I'm sorry, it seems like I was uh, speaking a lot longer than uh, I should have for that one question. No, it's, I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, there's so many insightful things you just said, Michael. I mean, I, I mean, one of my next questions would be, what's one of the most important things you've learned in your life? One of the most, well, there's two important things that I've learned in my life is that change starts with you, starts with me. That's, what, that's how we basically change things. And then also, too, is in life, in work, in actions, I mean, we've seen people always have, you know, possibly dreams of doing this or dreams of accomplishing this, but it's just a dream. It's just a dream. There's no actions involved in it. And that's why I say, you know, you have those talkers that unfortunately, it's just talk. But there's never actions in bringing forward what's needed. And then you have that GSD mentality and that framework that I live by and that has really changed my overall aspect. I'm a go-getter. I get it done. I get shit done moving forward. I've made a lot of hard projects an actual possibility with anything that we've done. You know, we've accomplished a lot of things within this organization. You know, again, we're a five-time Most Wired winner, which is a top nationally recognized healthcare IT award given to the top facilities making the most progress of health IT. We're a HIMSS analytics stage six facility, which at the time was a feat that only 34% of US hospitals basically hit. We were a top um, 100 hospital. You know, there's, there's been a lot of different, uh, different recognitions. You know, I've been recognized by Becker's as a top 100 CIO know as well too. And that's really important because the thing is, is I don't just talk. I create specific actions with, within anything that I do. And then also, too, again, transformation starts with collaboration because that's really the critical element of anything that we do. You know, truly having a strong, established team is really important on anything that we do because transformation, again, starts with collaboration. And there's a Spanish word that I like to include, which is adelante, which basically means forward. See, we really need to move adelante and together to continue to basically train, transform, secure, innovate, you know, this overall industry that we basically work in, which is so important. And that's really another thing, too, is that I've seen a lot of CIOs not really extend a hand to help individuals come up when they need to come up. And that's really a disservice moving forward. I'm one of those individuals that says, you know, let's bring, let's train, let's bring the new future leaders out in place on anything and move them forward. Because that's really a, the success of anything that we do, especially in, in the future leaders that we have in place. This is the future, ladies and gentlemen. We are a digital company. 
that delivers healthcare services. That's what I always say. Hospitals and clinics are digital companies that deliver healthcare services. And we need to start acting like a digital company. And that brick and mortar theology needs to go away, needs to go away completely because it has been a disservice and it has hurt this overall industry since the 1940s. And we've known that they, we've worked in inefficient legacy systems since then. This needs to be away, ladies and gentlemen. I love that, Michael. I mean, it, it really sounds like you're leading the charge on you know, transforming the patient experience, which you know, really resonates with me and, and really creating not only positive business outcomes, but having a positive impact on the community. It's just really amazing. Let's talk a little bit about your vision. So obviously, you totally transformed Mount San Rafael. You built this basis for what's possible in the future. So now, now that you kind of have that, what's your vision for the organization today? You know, again, the vision is, is really continuing to accelerate transformation within the organization itself. I mean, that's really important. We've seen what has happened to this industry moving forward. Well, we've seen what happened to, to almost every industry moving forward. But COVID-19 has really accelerated the need for innovation in healthcare technology. Unlike any event the industry has witnessed in modern history, the acceleration of digital transformation needs to be continued to be a focus. IT has to continue to be a core component to the overall organizational strategy in order to create success moving forward. Because again, we've seen what COVID-19 has done. We've seen that COVID-19 has fully displayed the value of HIT innovation and digital transformation. And again, like I, I'm repeating myself, you know, the reality is, is that hospitals and clinics are digital companies that deliver healthcare services. And we are living in the digital age of healthcare. And that is such a critical element. And if we can take the experiences gained from this unique challenge on anything that we accomplish, we can really evolve our industry and continue to really invest in digital transformation in place. So, Michael, thanks for describing your vision for the organization. It's big and amazing. So that being the case, what are some of the key initiatives you're focused on? Yeah, absolutely. So some of the key initiatives that we are focusing on right now is involving the Cures Act. So we're doing a lot of integration and interoperability initiatives with our electronic medical record system and the utilization of FHIR, which is the Fast Healthcare Interoperability Resource Standard. We're starting to focus a lot more on enhancing more cloud-based services within the organization because at the end of the day, you know, we want to move away from the data center business. We want to be a full cloud-based organization. We're currently a hybrid solution, but we are moving forward in a strong cloud strategy at this point to really be fully cloud by next year. And then we, we continue to focus on our cybersecurity needs. I mean, that's really a critical thing, and that's really a, a problem within this industry itself. I mean, we went from being to the top 10 now to the top seventh most attacked industries out there. This is a major issue moving forward. I looked at this overall national poll, and this national poll stated that 43, I think it was 43% of healthcare organizations do not provide 
proper cybersecurity awareness training programs to their employees. And we're like, ladies and gentlemen, the most important thing when developing an overall strong cybersecurity culture and environment within your organization is focusing and building a strong human firewall. The human firewall, training your team to understand specific potential threats coming in. Because if you look at last year's numbers alone, 91% of all targeted ransomware attacks that were basically targeted towards a healthcare organization came through a phishing email. And who are they phishing? They're phishing our employees. Why? Because employees are vulnerable. Employees are curious. Employees are click happy, unfortunately. And at times, because the employees don't have the proper training to help identify specific items, we have to really reincorporate some of the initiatives that we do within our organizations and really make sure that cybersecurity and IT are established as a core component to anything that we do moving forward. Because as I stated too, is that the brick and mortar theology of healthcare is done, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry to say, it's done. But if you are a progressive, transformational organization, you have to realize that if you do not have a strong technology foundation within your organization moving forward, you will not be successful. And that is really the, the overall issue with a lot of these organizations that I've seen in the past as well, too. Some of the failure issues that they basically have when trying to transform their organization or continuing to invest in technology initiatives. Because at the end of the day, we ask ourselves, okay, well, why do we need more technology or why do we need more cybersecurity products? Well, what would happen on a financial level if a breach happened? What would happen on an operational level if a breach happened? And what would happen on a reputational level if a breach happened? Those are specific items that need to be incorporated into the organization. Because at the end of the day, too, cybersecurity is no longer just about data. It's also a matter of life and death. I mean, and that is such a critical piece because look at some of the medical devices that we basically have in place. 83% of those specific companies that are mandated by the FDA have admitted that they have a cybersecurity problem. And implantables, look at implantables, look at the pacemaker software alone. There were several thousands of security flaws associated with that actual piece of software. And then we ask ourselves, can the heart be hacked? And yes, it can be. So it is an issue, and we need to really reprioritize the overall culture of importance moving forward. And as I stated, that IT can no longer be considered a cost center, but a strategic revenue contributor. And that is such a critical component that needs to be established in order to create success moving forward. And that's my overall goal within the organization is to continue to focus on those levels, continue to focus on the transformation, continue to focus on the cloud-based initiatives, looking on more on interoperability initiatives that will allow us to transmit data more efficiently, more effectively, more securely. These are items that are really important because, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, my new CEO is the patient, and that's basically the bottom line. That is who I am answering to because those individuals are the ones that are basically saying, 
Well, I now have the ability to choose where I want to go to. I am taking more care, taking more care of myself, and I'm taking more charge of my overall health. So if as an organization, if we do not continue to build asynchronous tools, benefit our patients, both inside and outside of our organizations, we will not be successful moving forward. And that's basically the bottom line. So my overall focus has been continuing to accelerate and telling the Flintstones to come meet the Jetsons because it's about time we basically move forward like that. Yeah, we say it It needs to be hyper-personalized and radically convenient. And it's funny, we've been engaging with more and more operational and, and clinical leaders because they're realizing that you know, the IT vision and mission truly needs to be derived from that business context and the creating those patient outcomes, you know, starting with kind of the challenges that the organization is facing, the impact that they're having on the business, and then backing into how IT can help solve for that. So, and that's why I said that, you know, we have to realize that this isn't just a technology makeover but a business revolution to continue to really transform healthcare, which is much needed moving forward. Because honestly, it's really been a disservice of where we're at as an industry moving forward. You would think that we would be leading the pack when it comes to innovation. You would think we would be leading the pack when it comes to digital transformation. But we're behind the curve, many, many years behind the curve than other industries out there. So yes, this isn't a technology makeover. This is a business revolution that we need to continue to basically do to transform this industry that is much, much needed. I was talking with a colleague of yours about the Chime member about the consumerism of, of healthcare. And I hear that's such a big topic for CIOs right now, kind of helping. 100%. You know, as you're kind of going down this path, I imagine you still run into some challenges what are some of the biggest challenges that you're facing now? Some of the challenges that we are basically facing right now are just, you know, continuing to obtain good, talented resources into the organization, especially on the technology level. But of course, with so many different remote capabilities that have really changed all industries out there, it's becoming a little bit more efficient on us basically retaining and keeping individuals. But the thing is, though, too, is healthcare has, has been one of those industries that it's a burnout industry. We need to really look at continuing to invest in our people, continuing to determine what we need to do to keep the people here, keep them happy, keep them mentally happy. Because a great resignation has really just hurt this overall industry. I mean, look at what COVID-19 has done. A lot of people have really refocused uh, their priorities on saying, do I still want to continue to work in healthcare? I can move on to a different organization. And then really trying to recapture the overall financial compensation for employees too, you know, to be more competitive, which is really important. And at times, it's difficult. Yeah, moving forward, um, especially in the healthcare industry, you know, because healthcare doesn't pay like the finance industry. Healthcare doesn't pay like the natural and gas industry. Healthcare doesn't pay like the technology industry. But we want to try to bring in the greatest, the best of the best, 
we need to change the overall pricing compensation and in our overall process of everything that we do, but we need to continue to focus on our people because the people really are greatest assets moving forward with anything that we do. It's huge. I mean, and we have been preaching customer experience for years, but you know, in the last year or two, we've reframed to include you know agent and employee experience because it is such a it's such an important aspect of any business. You know, creating paths for upward mobility. Uh, incentivization, mental health resources. I mean, all of it is, is crucial. Michael? That needs to change. We need to Googleize our process. I mean, look at how Google treats our employees, you know, from snacks to sleeping pods to gym time to there has to be a change on the way we basically keep our employees because they're leaving. The great resignation has really hit the healthcare industry hard. And if we don't prioritize the people, prioritize services, prioritize compensation, this is going to be more difficult to basically obtain the best of the best in this industry. And I mean, the scary part about it too is look at the physicians. The physicians have one of the highest suicide rates out there right now. And that's, that's a scary thing because the burnouts are so, so critical. So we need to change this overall aspect moving forward in this industry. So Michael, what kind of innovative, you know, we talked a lot about the business vision of, of the organization and how important it is to leverage IT to, to help drive the, the business forward. What are some of the innovative technologies that you're excited about that are, are supporting your organization create better patient outcomes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's a lot of new technology outcomes really happening in, in, in our industry, especially in our organization. I mean, the utilization of FIRE, you know, with incorporation of the Cures Act, I mean, that's exciting to really start seeing more interoperability initiatives between systems. And then, of course, you know, the utilization of artificial intelligence and predictive analytics. I mean, that is, that's huge coming into place. We've just barely touched the surface with AI. I mean, there are so many benefits with AI that could really continue to produce better patient outcomes moving forward. Yeah, I can't wait to share this with everyone. Thank you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thanks a lot. Important moving forward. And that's really a critical thing, you know, because consumers want more from their healthcare pandemic or not. That's why I stated that as an organization, if we do not continue to build strong, innovative, asynchronous tools that benefit patients both inside and outside of our organizations, we're not going to be successful with anything that we basically do. And then moving forward with networking, data, bandwidth connectivity, 5G has a lot of benefits coming in place with uh, better reliability, better bandwidth, quicker speed times. I mean, there's so many great outcomes in regards to this. So what I'm really excited is just the continued use of AI, predictive analytics, uh, incorporating 5G, more cloud-based initiatives that are basically enhanced, the utilization of FIRE, which is a fast healthcare interoperability resource standard coming out of the HL7 group, you know, and creating more interoperability towards the overall systems that we basically have. And then really trying to continue to focus on the, the digital path that healthcare is basically intended to go down. I mean, that's really, again, an important aspect. 
I'm excited that, you know, we're starting to finally, you know, see that that brick and mortar theology is starting to chip away. And we're starting to basically focus more on the digital transformation theology that's really important to continue to create success within our organization. Because as I stated, hospitals and clinics are digital companies that deliver healthcare services. For our final question, if you could go back in time five or 10 years, what advice would you give your younger self? You know, what I would tell my younger self is don't be afraid to be yourself. You are on your own path and don't compare yourself to others. Be happy and proud of who you are and where you're from. Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm involved with a lot of Latin groups, Silicon Valley, Latino. There's a word that we use is yo creo en ti y creo en nosotros. So that means I believe in you and I believe in us. You know, and that's the thing. We have to just continue to basically do that. And just be proud of yourself and who you are and where you're from. And that's so important, especially for the youth coming up, because what is the youth always doing? They're always comparing themselves to others. And I was like that, too. So, I mean, I would tell myself, don't compare yourself to others. Be who you are. Don't be a talker. Get on board quicker with the overall GSD framework and move forward. Move adelante. Move forward which is so important with anything that we do. And it would have been really important for my young self as well, too. But sometimes we take little, you know, roads. We, you know, success really looks like a really big squiggly line, but continuing to move forward is so important. Thank you very much, Michael, for that. Yeah, as as an entrepreneur, you know, my wife calls me a dreamer, but being a GSD, that's where the rubber meets the road, right? So. And I give you that. You're definitely, you have that GSD framework established in your life. (laughs) Thanks so much, brother. Michael, it was such a pleasure to have you on. Have a great afternoon and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thank you again. Really appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the Disruptive Innovators Champions of Digital Business podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five star review and subscribe to enjoy future episodes. This episode is brought to you by Disruptive Innovations, a leading tech consulting firm that helps enterprise organizations with their IT strategy, process optimization, and workflow improvement. Contact them and find out more at disruptiveinnovations.net.